Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is Stephanie Mess. Women of perfection, perfectly imperfect. I love it, I love it, I love it. She comes from the streets to a millionaire. She knows what she's talking about because she's lived it. She's been it. She focuses her helping people in their business, their financial, uh, financials, the homeless, women and children, and so much more. Her story as a child, she was homeless with a drug addicted mother. And at seven and a half, she decided she did not want that lifestyle anymore. And she went to go and live with her grandmother, already progressive, not waiting for life to happen to her, going out and taking it for herself. She saved herself from a horrible life and uh, testified against her mother at the age of eight. That had to be pretty heavy so she could be adopted. So she went from a child on the streets to a millionaire by the time she was 35 years of age. She is an author, a motivational speaker, radio show and podcaster, um, and so many more. We're going to just dive right in here right now and just... Uh, unravel, pick her brain, see what we can learn. But first, the title, darling, the title, you know, perfectly imperfect. And I think that's something we need to embrace about ourselves, isn't it? It's okay to be imperfect. That's perfect. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so funny. So some of us who are massive perfectionists, which is definitely myself, it's so funny because I used to think, gosh, if everything isn't perfect all the time, I would get so stressed out, like to a point where I was like very unhealthy. I ended up going to the hospital because of it because oh. I was so stressed out all the time you know like if my house wasn't perfect my kids didn't look perfect I would like freak out and so I was like this is not healthy like there's something wrong here and once I got to this level of understanding that you know I'm perfectly imperfect the way I am I'm good to go like just because everything isn't perfect my version of perfection all the time doesn't mean that it's not going to be great you know so um so it's it's um yeah, so definitely fit how I was feeling at the time, for sure. <laughs> and you I mean, we never know where that comes from. And, you know, the fact that, you know, at such a young age, you had to take charge of yourself. You know, yes. how many seven and a half year olds say, that's it, I'm packing my bags, I'm off. You know, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, that takes, already you knew the system was broken. What's the point of being here? I'm going to go somewhere else where it's more stable. And that takes a lot of gumption. So, you know, obviously that's your DNA you know, somebody to take charge of life. But I think one of the things we realize in life is however much we try and take charge of things and control things, we realize how little control we have. In fact, <laughs> giving up control is where the control really is. Yes, exactly, exactly. And usually when you give up the control, at least to an extent, it's amazing how things just kind of happen more, more calmly, more evenly, and even sometimes even better than what we anticipate. Yes, you know, yes. because we allow we yes. allow instead of dictating how it should be. And, you know, when, when we demand and dictate, it's coming from a perception of how we think it should be very often based on how society has demanded it should be. Mm. But when we turn around and look at society and go, well, you're not really working. <laughs> so why am I following your path? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like you did at seven and a half, this path ain't working. I go to carve out my own. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Carving out your own path is not something that everybody can do because a lot of people really do need to be led. They mm -hmm. just don't know what to do. And, you know, um, I'm sure you have read the book, Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. Mm -hmm. uh, the two mice and the two men around abundance of cheese one day the cheese goes missing. And I think, you know, this hee-haw of the two mice, you know, go, um, not hee-haw, um, sniffy. And, and scurry and they're scurrying around and they're sniffing out new opportunities and I think that's more the personality you are but for somebody that is I probably was the ha you know kind of give it a chance you know uh, well where am I meant to find this cheese could somebody help me and and mm -hmm. then this ham is give me back my cheese I want it you know and mm -hmm. when you realize what kind of personality trait you are you can actually realize how you see your life and how you interact with it because not all personalities are well that didn't work move on a lot of people need to be coached and shown a path. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I actually started a coaching, uh, joined a co coaching program is because there are so many people that seem very um, like they need to either be led, they need to be shown, they need to be do some, some kind of, some different form. Not coaching. And then also same with the consulting. So not everybody can take things from a macro level to a micro level very mm -hmm. simply. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I, I personally am a big fan of having coaches. I have had a mentor for eight years and also mm -hmm. coaches. And I mean, just, I've always gotten help and I'm the type of person that loves to take charge. Mm -hmm. So the fact that somebody who's super and loves to be in like next level, let's go, let's go has a coach that usually is a good indicator for everyone. There's a, there's always a good reason to have a coach, you know? Yeah. It's that sounding board, you know, otherwise we get caught up in our own many voices, mm -hmm. you know, oh, well, what should I have done it this way? What if I did it that way? But what this and what that, but, 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 you know, and we can get caught up in that dialogue in there. And this is why we need somebody on the outside to go, okay, take a breath. All right. Well, that, but go and sit on it. This, what if changed the word to what if it's possible, you know, and you just need that someone there to help you through it because we can get in our own way. Mm-hmm. So true. It's so true. And I, I do love like, um, that's also why I like therapy as well, because mm -hmm. when you're dealing with something and you are not really sure how to handle it um, in, a, in a positive way or in a way that's going to be effective or efficient for you in the future, it's always nice to have that third opinion to be like, or that second opinion or whatever, um, that basically will say, okay, so logically speaking, let's not look at this emotionally. Because sometimes we, if we look at things emotionally, we're going to look at things and have different, um, a different way of doing something versus thinking logically, right? So if you're thinking logically, you're thinking, okay, so realistically speaking, here is the problem. Here's how to fix it versus somebody who, who is having a hard time with their emotional side saying, well, I don't feel like that that is the right answer or whatever. If you're thinking logically, you're actually going to get from point A to point Z pretty quickly versus emotionally where it may go to Z, A, D, whatever that may be in the process. So <laughs> I'm a person and, and one that I advocate a lot of is feel your thoughts, don't get stuck in them. Yes. And that, you know, we have to ignite kind of with the heart, soul and spirit into the equation. Um, because when something really resonates with the heart, mm -hmm. we are logically going to understand what we need to do with it. Absolutely. Right? And Absolutely. if we're disconnected from that, we just seem to be going around on a turntable looking for a reason. Mm. And so the heart gives you the reason, you know, it puts the spirit into action. You know, it is the passion and the conviction that you put into something. So a lot of people think, you know, no, logic and heart doesn't go together, but it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. Absolutely. Heart, heart and um, feeling sometimes can be differently too. So like sometimes your intuition will say one thing, but your feeling may be a little different. Mm -hmm. You know, you may be feeling, well, I'm really sad right now. But your intuition says, well, I should still probably go for a run. Well, that's yes. usually, you know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever that is. So oh. I totally, I would absolutely agree with you on hundred percent, but it's amazing when you, like you said, when everything kind of aligns, how mm. fast and how progressive you can be when everything aligns properly you know and how much more fun and joyful and meaningful it can be yes, I mean yes. it's it's not I mean uh, I'm sure you've come across so many people like this they're extremely good in their job you know they've probably reached the great heights but they're just completely and utterly miserable so mm -hmm. just because you're absolutely good at something doesn't mean that you should stay at it how about taking those same skills that's made you good at that. I'm not applying it to something that really is heart-centered, that really is something you love to do. But there becomes a fear, doesn't there? Well, I've reached here. I shouldn't take that chance. Well, look how you, you're there. It's so easy for you to turn around and apply it to something that's of passion. Yes, absolutely. And I, what I've noticed is um, I'm very passionate about everything I do and all the different hats I have. And it's amazing because um, my passions have led it to where I, I haven't had to work for getting money because I feel so passionate about everything I'm doing that the money actually just kind of comes at me as I'm doing things because I'm so passionate about everything I'm doing. And it's amazing how that passion, it, it's almost like success will follow that passion if you're really going for yeah. it. It's amazing. Yeah. And you know, don't get caught up in the expectation rut. And, and I think also a lot of thing is um, when people are striving for success, um, you know, they think it has to be like 24 hours a day on. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, it, it's very easy, isn't it, when you're starting up a business or, you know, first immersing into something to pour your entire self in there. Mm -hmm. But if you do not pace yourself, if you do not say, okay, computer down, hours closed, and mm -hmm. go and have a family life or a life or time for yourself, 
this is how you a get resentful and burnt out oh yeah absolutely that's something i'm noticing a lot with um a lot of the ladies and men that i've talked to is is family life balance right and and work balance yes and it seems like there is there i have never met any person not one person that's had a perfect balance okay like where they're like i am perfectly happy with everything in my life and there's nothing going down and there's nothing being better and like, <laughs> i haven't seen anybody with that perfect balance and if i ever well, it depends what glasses they're wearing they're always colored please contact me because i want to know whatever you do <laughs> what are you on. <laughs> I want that happy pill. You know, that's where the imperfect comes up. Yes, right? yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And but the reality is, is there's just some days where you're like, okay, so today is one of those days where my kids need my extra help and my work is going to have to just hold back for a couple, you know, for the next day. Right. Or, oh, there's another day. Oh gosh, I have so much work I have to do. My kids are going to have to be taken care of by their dad today as opposed to me or whatever that may be, right? It's, it's all about that balance of knowing that I'm still spending a lot of time with my family. I'm still spending a lot of time on myself. That's one of the hardest ones yes. for, for a lot of women to deal with, quite frankly, is, yes. is knowing that we are worth and definitely need to be able to refill our cup because when our cup is empty we can't give anything no like no you're pouring so, out the cup what's coming out of it Nothing. exactly yeah. exactly so and then guilt steps in right yes <laughs> so, so i'm all about the um the, the refilling of of your cup and then as you're refilling your cup and you're and able to give more of yourself yes it's really not that where you feel burnt out because of it but rather because you've overfilled your own cup you're able to give more because you you've done the, the yeah you first right yeah, it just and pulls then, out of you Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the, having this like balance of all of these things is, is not necessarily saying, well, I'm spending this amount of percentage per day on everything. The reality is, is if you're feeling like everything is feeling like everything's getting enough attention that needs to be getting attention and that you're feeling like you're working hard enough on certain areas, you know, that, that to me from, in my opinion, is that perfectly imperfect where, you know, there, it, it, Again, nothing is perfect. There's no. no way of saying my calendar is perfect all the time, but I can say my kids know that they are very loved and get lots of attention. I can tell you my, all of my seven companies I run are all getting all the love and attention they need. Like I feel very confident in that balance in the sense that it feels like it's being accomplished. However, I don't overdo it and feel like I'm being burnt out every single day, which is very easy to do. It's knowing also how to delegate, right? I mean, the best leaders of, make leaders out of other people. Right. Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up. Absolutely. So I have some phenomenal teams. I have a personal assistant for all my home stuff, by the way. Um, <laughs> and then I also have all of the stuff for, you know, I have a, a boards for almost every company I have. There's, there's so much help that's, that's, mm. that's um, utilized for every single person. And our teams are so unique and amazing in every way possible, because if I didn't have my teams, if we did not have our teams on each one of these things, there's no way I could keep up with everything. Like there's no way. You, I, I you literally drop the ball yeah I mean yes, that's exactly. but that's the point you know it's, it's like when you talk about a schedule you know a plan for the day and that's when imperfection comes in and goes okay you've planned that have you well you know right? yeah <laughs> and so sometimes it's like the very important things put to the top these are have to's today come what mm -hmm. may I have to do this if you don't reach the other stuff and somebody else can't do it for you then that's the next day and don't beat yourself up about it. Maybe a quick email. I'm so sorry I didn't get you today. And that is, you know, we, we get step into this guilt feeling of like, I didn't accomplish anything. I'm a failure. Yeah. You know, I can't cope with this. And it's just, don't put so much on your plate. You can't or look at your plate and say, you know, that dish can be handed out to this one. That could be handed out to that one because mm -hmm. I know what it's like wearing all the hats. It makes your neck very wobbly. <laughs> that is so true that is so true that's amazing and such a very valid point too what i found what i found very interesting as well is that when um when i'm trying to do everything by myself without delegating i noticed that i i almost get to a point where i am um almost not resentful that's probably not the right word but almost frustrated all the time because i yes. just can't keep up with everything right. And then at the very end of the day, I'm just kind of like, what did I actually achieve? Like, what's going on? I'm one of those people that, you know, there's a lot of days that I have really good days where I get like a hundred things done in a day and I'm good. But there's those few days where, and everybody has them. I know it's not just me. No, no, no. Just kinda, <laughs> I 
don't want to do anything today. Like, what is wrong with me? I just want to sit here and relax and read my book or relax, you know, just kind of chill for one day. And it's okay to do that once in a while. It is. You know, your body is saying, hey, you know, there's me here in the equation. Yes. And you need to take care of me. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, I'm going to pull the legs from underneath you and take more time to heal. Exactly. Exactly. So they all still have time. Exactly. So I actually ended up doing these things called uh, what I call as me days. So, mm-hmm. so I ran for um, honorary mayor of Fair Oaks, which is here in the Sacramento like area. And so, uh, and I had just had a baby. So she was only maybe like five or six months old. And I was just, I, and I was still working a full-time job and just, I love to be busy, but it was just way too much, yes. way too much to handle. I mean, it was crazy. So at the very end of this mayoral campaign, I literally was like so exhausted. I had never been to that level of exhaustion in my entire life. And because I had a new baby and still had my son and my blah, 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 blah. Well, I remember at that moment, I was like, okay, I'm doing a me day. And my husband was actually okay with it. And most of the people I talked to after realizing what it was, first of all, I had to get over the, uh, the fact that I'm taking time for myself and I should not feel bad for taking time for myself. Yes. That was the hardest one for me. Yes. I thought, because initially my thought process, but that's selfish. If I take time for myself, I'm not spending time with my kids or work Mm -hmm. or my husband or whatever. And that's me being selfish, but no, it really wasn't. And so I took one full 24 hours to myself and I ended up just getting a hotel room here in the same area and literally just read a book to myself without a baby, like knocking on my door every five seconds (laughs) or my my son coming in, mom, can you play baseball with me? You know, or the husband, honey, did you do that? Oh just taking that 24 hours to be able to journal and read and whatever you need to do to refresh and replenish yourself and be okay with it. Yeah. It's amazing how in that 24 hours, I realized at that moment that I'm okay with this. And I actually, I can, I can feel better for like six months straight just because I took that 24 hours to myself. Yeah. And you know, that is measurable by, by yourself. You know, like, well, you know, I need one every week. That's fine. You need one every week. Yeah. You know, yeah. do not, the big C, do not compare. Yes. That's, you know, we get into trouble when we start comparing ourselves with people. You know, you're an A-type, you've got abundance of energy. You kind of remind me a bit of Kelly Clarkson. She's on the go all the time. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I haven't got that same energy. I just oh. don't. So there is absolutely no way I could do a quarter of what you do in a day. That's okay. That's where the imperfection comes in. You know, I'm not any less perfect or imperfect, whatever the case is. It's just, I'm traveling down a different road. And when people compare, they look at you, but I, I want to be like you, but I can't be like you. No, be like yourself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and here's my thing is actually even, even people who are, um, so like for myself, I do, I have a lot of energy, like a crazy, this is me just without a whole lot of coffee, by the way, a lot of energy. <laughs> And I'm needing the coffee girl. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because if I do comparison, I'll be like, oh, well, you know, I wish I could relax a little bit more like Mm. this person, or I wish I could just kind of take some of my energy level down some days and like be more like this person or, oh gosh, you know, I I should be more like, um, you know, the CEO was of a multi-million dollar, billion dollar companies. There's, there's that comparison is what will kill you because no matter how good you are at whatever you're doing, if you're constantly comparing yourself with other people you'll never be happy never Never. and you'll be so self-critical yes and and, and self-criticism I mean it's so unproductive it It really is is. well and here's my other thing is is like for my own self-criticisms I'll I'll be like oh what about this babe and I'm talking to my husband of 17 years so he's known me for a while and I'll be like what about this and what about this and he's like how can you even think that about yourself? Like, where is this even coming? Like, yeah. and I'll, I'll just, he'll mention like, do you realize you're doing this, this and this, or I'm not doing enough, honey, on this. And he's like, seriously? <laughs> and so it's amazing how we think like mm. the worst of ourselves, but other people look at us like, there's Super no woman. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and seriously, there's so many people think that like, how can you even think that about yourself? But we are the, our own worst yeah. critic, right? Oh, the self-doubt. And, and that is a lot of the time because, Um, we measure ourselves against other people Uh, we feel guilty if we can't achieve everything if we can't be the answer to everyone and everything and you know how come I don't have the answer to that how come I can't fix that how come I can't do that I must be a failure can't wallop you know that's where you go to the team you go to the family you go to everyone else and say I can't do this can someone else yes it's somebody else's strength it's not yours 
Exactly. And that is the biggest thing is it mm. placating to your strengths, right? So mm-hmm. I have learned to delegate. So I feel that there are certain areas that I just am not great, like, um, like attention to detail. So I'm good if I have, if I sit down and really put effort into something, but it takes me a lot of effort to really get attention to detail, like grammar or whatever. Whereas I'm a good big picture thinker. So I yes. bring in my assistants and I'm like, Hey, if you can just type out this for me or do this for me or do that. It's amazing how that one, um, that one thing that would have taken me an hour to do takes that person 50 15 minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because that's not my expertise. So it's amazing how when you, and you, and you get that person the liberty to utilize their strengths, mm-hmm. that makes them feel even more powerful. You know, they're, they're a leader in that department. Yes. And you respect that leadership. And, you know, I'm a very, I'm, um, I'm a big true colors fan, the four key personality types. And, um, and obviously you are an orange personality, you know, uh, you see the big picture, uh, you know how to go and get it, you know how to, to inspire other people to see it and how to really motivate people. But without um, your other team, like the person who goes, okay, what is it you want? Uh, Give me, give me the details of what you want, and I'll structure it. Mm-hmm. No, and there's somebody else who can found it or come back and say, no, you can't do that. That will be a problem. Mm-hmm. This is the amount that you need to do that. And then the other person, uh, which is me, the blue, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> about, you know, where's the feeling in this? <laughs> we need all four personalities. And if we really want to run a good business, we need all four of those characters because they then make it a whole round picture instead of a one-sided one. And you know, I'm sure you've got some clientele where your energy is too much for them. So having somebody else come in who's a little on the softer of the energy, it balances it out. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. How to utilize your team and how to have a team around you that complements what you're doing. Absolutely. That's so true. And it's so, it's so true because I have a, since I have so much energy. So when you meet me in person, it's like a different level of energy. You're like, Whoa, like, and some introverts and certain people are massively like, okay, this is too much. Like, so I either have to learn how to, which I've had to learn is to bring it down a few levels and get that and play, take play and almost placate to that person's energy level. Right. But even then it's, that takes a lot of effort for me. Yeah. Right. So, so whenever I brought, bring somebody else in who can placate to their energy level, cause that is what they actually already are. It's almost like that doesn't take them any effort to do. Whereas me, it took like me a ton of effort to get where. Right. But well, they're on the same wavelength. Exactly. You know, just, that's the thing you're on that frequency. You know, um, I have a spiritual energy that could be too much for certain people. Right. And it's like, you know, it's having the people around you that you know that you can serve. I think that's something else in business that's very, very important. Don't go after business that you can't deliver on. And I don't mean from a skill factor. I mean from a personality factor or from a moral factor. You know, uh, today in business, we're very, very much looking at the investment of people and planet before Mm -hmm. profit. Mm. Right, the profit will come. The cup will run off over. The more you invest in the people, the people who work for you or work with you, and the clientele, mm-hmm. and the more that we respect the planet, then we are abundant, and that abundance will will uh, produce. But it's knowing what kind of business to go after, and it's got to be one that you authentically, to your core, believe in. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Absolutely. And you're right. It's, it's all about, it's not about, and the people who go straight for the money only, you can usually tell the difference. Yes. It's not about how can I help? How can I be making a difference? It's about how much money am I going to get from you? What's in and it you, for me? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you can feel that. And it's like, and not that that's a bad thing necessarily, but it's just not, in my opinion, how you're going to be a completely abundant and happy and yeah. fulfilled person. It's not, shouldn't be the lead. Yes, exactly. Right? It is the ultimate goal because the more money you make, the more you can invest, the more you can do this and that, right? You know, money is that uh, commodity that allows us to do things. But yeah. money is not the power. And a lot of people look at money as being their identity because they think it gives them power. Yes. And the yeah. real empowerment is in how enriched are you? Mind, body, and soul. How enriched are you? Because that's the abundance that you're sharing out there. And the money is just something, as you said earlier, flows because of it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. How have you found, um, A, during COVID, you know, a lot of people are having to completely switch to a different mindset 
in business, in coaching, in everything. Um, we are not going to go back to normal. There will be a new norm. Yeah. And for some people, they're finding it really hard to adjust. And other people like Scary and Sniffy, you know, they're out there already adjusted. Um, how have you found in your own business right now this, this kind of transition of the unknown? And, and I always think it brings out the most creative people and creative yeah. solutions. Yes. But um, it's for people to be able to see that. How have you found it? Yeah, so what I've noticed is a lot of a lot of people that I've come come by here, a lot of people that I've talked to have had to make some pretty massive changes and that they've had to pivot their business. They've had to do something different. So I'm gonna use an example that's quite interesting here in the Sacramento area. So there was a hotel, so not many people are tra have been traveling for the last couple months. As everyone knows, we've all kind of been stuck at home, you know. And so with that, the hotel industry has had quite a rough go for those who are running, who work there, either the maid staff or the whoever that is, right? So here in Sacramento, there was this hotel and the staff was having such a hard time getting paid. And they were trying to figure out, well, how can we still be making money when nobody's staying at the hotel mm -hmm. right now? What can we be doing? And so say so they basically were like, okay, so they totally and utterly pivoted completely to something completely different where the entire staff of that hotel was making masks well before masks were so um, able to easy access because mm -hmm. at first it was hard to get masks. Yes. And so that hotel ended up creating masks. And then the first week they had created and built, um, uh, did 10,000 masks, sold all of them for $10, $10 a piece. So they all were able to get paid mm. on something they completely didn't normally do. You're right. <laughs> and a completely different business, but they all made it to where they could all still have that paycheck and that they were going to be comfortable during the process. And they continued that. And then they went back, of course, to helping out with the hotels as soon as things started to open up a little bit more and, and things are getting a little bit easier. But but that was how they pivoted their business. Now, again, that is completely different than what they normally do. However, that shows if you think outside of the box, yeah. what you're trying to achieve can always be achieved. And so within this, 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 uh, COVID-19 riots, the killer bumblebees, mm. like, I don't, 2020 has brought out some very interesting things in this world. That it, is for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but people that have been, um, thinking outside of the box that are open to new possibilities that are open to new ideas are the ones that are becoming the more creative, the more, the, the ones that are becoming more successful and even more financial prosperity, prosperity, <laughs> <laughs> One of those words, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's so funny because those people are also the ones that are realizing, gosh, like we're in such a really rough situation, but I want to help. It's right. very rare that I'm seeing these people who are thinking outside of the box that are thinking I still want it to be about me. Mm. They're thinking, how can I be helping but still be successful at financially. Right. And so that's what I've seen a lot of people do. And I've seen some pretty massive pivots and businesses that were all done um, physically, like a lot of, um, a lot of uh, uh, businesses here in Sacramento that only had a brick and mortar shop that did not have an online presence that went mm. to an online presence. I knew a lot of, of um, uh, facial people who do facials or massages that couldn't do facials, obviously, or massages right. during this time frame. So they started to sell product online um, or they would show people how to do their mm -hmm. facial um, online and they would make money from that. So again, they really pivoted their ideas and suggestions and they really just moved around quite a bit different things. And what's really great about this is with the new norm, they'll now have this other avenue of income plus yes. what they had before. I, I think, I, you know, um, the, the, there's a saying that I have that, um, I was given two and a half years ago and the universe is going to shake us up to wake us up for us to step up to change it up and that something was going to happen this year to unite the planet and there never has been a time where everybody's had the you know this disease at the same time mm -hmm. and and it really you know uh, extremely horrific for the people who have lost people mm -hmm. and and for you know for people on the forefront seeing so many people dying and hard to keep up that's that's a, a whole different avenue but on the other side of it it's become an incredible gift mm -hmm. and it's a gift of time to review to renew uh, to look at adapting or adopting a different system, to looking at that, don't be just reliant on the bricks and water. How can we and not only do this for now, but make it something that becomes industrious for us afterwards? Because so many businesses um, are now online mm -hmm. uh, and that weren't there before. And it's, it's, uh, 
a way that you're, you're out of the limitation of just your local area. Now you can reach everybody. Um, but again, it comes back to that, the four agreements of the, the, um, the four personalities again. When you've got that one that says, give me back, you know, I want it as it was before. Life is constantly about change, mm -hmm. whether it's the virus or whether it's uh, the movements or, you know, the, whatever it is. If you're not willing to adapt and adopt, and that doesn't mean you have to adapt and adopt to every single thing, but there are mm -hmm. times where you have to look at it and go, I have to shift. Mm -hmm. I have to pivot. I have to go down this other avenue, whether I like it or not. And if you don't, you very likely go by the way of the dinosaurs. Yeah. So it's for the people that are just find it so hard to do that. It's really hard to help them because until they're willing to yeah. say, okay, I have to change, show me how. But for the most people, it's like, I am willing, but how? Yes, yes, exactly. And that's where the innovation... Sorry, you've got a wobbly there for a moment, love. And if people are having a hard time, does that bring in coaches or mentors or bring in the different opportunities to then start really thinking outside of their box if they can't do it themselves? Um, I've also noticed as well, a lot of people looking inwardly much more than what I remember before, more so than ever before, actually. Yes. When I'm, what I mean by that is that they're really evaluating, okay, so yeah. why am I busy all the time? Why do I have to have something planned every hour on the hour? Or even worse, oh gosh, my health is completely deteriorated and I had no idea until I stopped and was forced to be stopped. I've noticed that being yes. so massive with most people right now. It, yes. It's amazing to me. And I know I was one of them. I was one of them where um, right before the COVID hit, I ended up going into the hospital for health problems. And I was really in shock about, because I'm always on the go, I'm so busy all the time. And I realized after I went to the hospital and after COVID hit and we were stuck at home, I realized, holy moly, I did not realize how busy I genuinely was until everything stopped. And what was really great is it, it gave me the opportunity to really evaluate what do I want moving forward? And I don't want to be busy every hour on the hour, Monday through Sunday. Like, I don't want that but I do want to still be productive. So what can I do to make the change? And so I've made some massive changes in the last few months because I wanted to, I, again, nobody's perfect. No. I am constantly, constantly, constantly trying to continue to move forward and progress and, and go to that next level. And I'm learning every single day, something new. And that's something that's also been really important during this COVID virus and this, everything going on is that we're learning something new every single day. If we can learn something new every single day and, and really, use that time and that that effort to um figure out how to progress with that something new it's amazing how much better we'll be off in six months in a year two yeah. years whatever that is yeah you know i think one of the things people don't realize is that there, there's there's a new music out there and we've got to learn a new dance and you know um there's a rise of consciousness of equality of yes. injustice we are looking at many many systems around the world that are broken that, that really have to be scratched and just start from the bottom. And then if you're looking at your own life and going, okay, um, what have I got to show for it? Yeah. I'm busy 24 seven. Um, you know, my kids think I'm a stranger or I don't have a love life, you know, or I don't have friends. Um, and you look at your life and, and this is a real time to take stock and go, yep, the ability of what I can do is not in question. It's, mm -hmm what, where I do it, to whom, who benefits, where the heart steps into it. And we need to step into a far more a big world of compassion, mm. of commitment, of collaboration. Yes. Right. And when we take stock and do that to ourselves, that is then what we're bringing out to other people. And so we're seeing that wonderful shift where people are going, I can't conduct business like I did before because underlying it i didn't know that it kind of maybe represented something different i need to stand up by what i mean you know what what is my core value and i need to bring that value to the table and everything that i do so i think it's a wonderful time to take stocks a wonderful time to look at all of this and look at how we're going to conduct ourselves by enabling people 
to have opportunities and possibilities that uh, in the past they never would have because they were simply overlooked. So this is a really wonderful time in anything that we do in our, in our business or our redirection to look at the moral aspect of it as well. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And then you're right. The moral aspect is very uh, and unique in, in the whole world of um, where we're at currently. So the moral aspect of businesses can really represent something. So we can be going one direction and think we're going this direction. Yeah. But if we don't stop really evaluate to make can sure Hold on, darling, you're wobbly there for a moment. Hold on, you're wobbly. Just a bit wobbly. Okay, if you could say that again, because we were just going wobbly there. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not really sure about that. That was um, the internet. Oh, um, oh no. So basically, I was just saying that basically, if if unless we really stop and evaluate where we're really morally going, mm -hmm. sometimes we will get detained and, and and head in a direction we don't realize we're portraying. I guess right. is what I'm trying to say. I'm, yeah. I'm reiterating what you're saying in a way, but it's really something super important to really stop and again stop and self evaluate, business evaluate spiritually evaluate when you're doing those evaluations consistently you're more likely to actually head in the mm. direction you're wanting to go you know i mean whatever business you're in you're in service to another mm -hmm. yeah right and so when we step into service of our community and on so many different levels our community become more and becomes more enriched for it and we become you know so much more empowered to do what we do because we're seeing so much more enrichment and I really do think that is the way we're going right now. And, you know, with your whole platform that you've got on here, you know, the, the, the beautiful, you know, book of, you know, women of perfection, perfectly imperfect. I mean, this is what you speak to, isn't it? Is, is not being caught up by society's perfection, but looking at our beautiful quirks which we think is imperfect. No, it's what makes you unique mm -hmm. and, and how to embrace it and become it. Did this book come out of, of you kind of realizing um, I'm, I could perhaps put on the brakes and give myself a break and, and stop trying to be so perfect for everyone? Yeah, so it definitely came from um, a realization that I, I honestly thought about a year, I honestly thought that it was almost a requirement. And I mean, like the house being perfectly cleaned, the car being perfectly cleaned, the kids being perfectly cleaned. And I don't mean like, and I mean like the bow in the hair for the son's hair done. Okay, so anybody who has kids knows that that's pretty much impossible to achieve <laughs> consistently. And having a household with kids, even just husband or even by yourself, it's almost impossible for all the laundry to be done all the time. Mm -hmm. I was trying to do this consistently. And same with my business, same with my, um, same with my women's empowerment group and everything else I was doing. And so what I had realized is gosh, I feel like I'm still trying to be this 1950s wife <laughs> yes. with a full-time job, with the full-time nonprofit, full-time, and all of these other things. And I realized this is not possible. There is no way that anybody can really honestly keep up everything to a level of perfection in every aspect of where our world is in today. And even stay-at-home moms still can't keep that 1950s perfection version up to today's society because it's just, it's not realistic, yeah. right? No, and absolutely. And so it's not about, exactly, it's not about being a mom. It's not about being a, a, a person who works. It's not a, a, about being a person who is, um, you know, uh, a stay-at-home. It, it's, it's not that. It is literally what level of perfection are you really trying to hit and why? Right. And the reality is, is if your level of perfection is a genuine perfectionist, mm -hmm. there is usually a core value that is putting that in there, first of all. Um, and usually there is, it comes from a level of the need to control. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, like we talked about earlier, if we're trying to control things consistently, we're going to fall apart, whether we want to or not. We're going to lose control. (laughs) Yes. So that's where I came into this realization that, you know what, it's okay to not be perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm perfectly imperfect the way I am. And so is is every other person I've met so far in their own ways, as long as they're continuing to try to progress and, and make themselves better, or if they're just trying to just get through life and understand how to do it. I mean, there's so many different levels and so many different people and so many different things about this world right now that it's genuinely impossible to be perfect for one. And for two, it is genuinely impossible for you or anyone else to say, I am perfect. I don't think I've met, I've only met one person who said that they were perfect. Um, well, let's just say a narcissist thinks they are. <laughs> well, there we go. Maybe yeah, no, 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 I did some wonderful series on narcissism. It was an eye-opener and uh, you've got a couple of people in power over there that, you know, really oh. do think they are perfect. And, uh, oh, that's very and, true. and, and unfortunately the, um, to a narcissist, to a person like that, you can show them things that they've said and they're done. Mm-hmm. And no, that wasn't me. Yeah. Fake news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the people who are not to narcissistic levels. Yes. Yeah. That's a better way to put that. Yeah. So my biggest realization was that I couldn't be perfect. Right. And I was trying to live up to, my insides were trying to live out up to everyone's outsides and their level yeah. of social media abilities and what their house looked like when I came over randomly. Like, so it, it was a big realization for me to realize I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect, but I'm really okay with being who I am yeah. and moving to that next level and showing other people that it's okay to be perfect, to, to not be perfect. Perfection is an illusion. It is. I mean, what you think is perfect that you've literally broken your back on to do, somebody else will come along and go, well, I don't like this. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know, so the perfection that you seek it is in, have you given it your all, right? Have you really participated? in your life are you really immersed in what you're doing not at the expense of yourself Mm -hmm. right but at the enhancement of self right because it reminds me of a story of um, a a neighbor that we had back in South Africa and this woman's hair was always perfect her house pristine everything and she was very wound up very wound up and her husband had just bought her a new car and they were going out for dinner and uh, she was looking at what to wear. And she said, I don't have anything to wear. And he said, you've got stacks of clothes. Just wear any of that. And she apparently went and got into the car, drove it up the driveway, and then drove it right into the garage. She just kind of snapped, right? And that's the problem. When you want to wind things up to perfection all the time, something is going to snap. It's either your health or your mental health or, you know, maybe violence. Mm-hmm. Um, it will snap because... We have to realize this constant need for control and perfection is an imperfection in our own psyche of not feeling worthy enough. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that core belief. So one mm-hmm. of the, the biggest things about my book is we talk a lot about core beliefs, core values, and then how to overcome those core values to get themselves to the next level and using a certain level of self-esteem mm-hmm. to be able to make those things happen. Yes all achievable if we're willing to participate in our own lives you know you've still got a society that uh, well where's the quick fix yes you know um, amazon delivery you know downloadable app and and if anything is wrong in our lives and we don't like it we first have to acknowledge what is wrong why Mm -hmm. it's wrong and then you know look to how we're going to put it right and it may be a quick process or it may be a long one but you have to again commit to it. Yes, that's so true. That's so true. One of the things that I um, that I love to talk about is um, becoming unstuck. So, mm-hmm. as you have said, I was you know a homeless child, and I chose to not live that life. Well, the thing that I really stuck by was an acronym called HEART. And it was something that I kind of was like, this is what I felt like very much. And I realized that it's actually something that where it's an, an actionable item for other people too. And I'm just, if you don't mind, I'd love to just say that they are. So mm-hmm. heart, heart H 
So heal. So what are the things that are right now that are bugging you most mm. and look really genuinely inside and see what, what are those problems and why are they there? Right. Okay. E evaluation. So you evaluate the situation with two eyes, mm. not these rose colored eyes mm -hmm. and evaluate really okay, so here's the situation, here's how, here's the problem, and I don't want to deal with this anymore, so let's start creating a plan, mm -hmm. okay? So once you have a plan created, then you go to A, action. If you have, if you take action with that plan, and it's heading you in a direction you want to go, you're going to be thinking yourself within a week, within two weeks, within a month, that you took that action. Yes. And then R, which is reevaluate. Make sure that you actually are heading the direction that you think that you wanted to go. Because sometimes we put a plan in place and think, oh good, this is a this is totally what logically makes sense. But sometimes you go like this and you're like, that's not quite right. Yeah. So reevaluate where are you really actually going and is it really what you wanted? And if it is, great, keep going that way. If it's not, fix the plan and start to take action again. And mm -hmm. then T. And this is the hardest one for most women is be thankful to yourself and then to be thankful for to yourself that you saw the problem, yeah. that you took action mm -hmm. and that you're actually making a effort to continue to improve and progress and go to that next level to be thankful for yourself that you actually did make those actions. And that one's hard. <laughs> that, that is placing value on yourself. That is self-love. Yes. You know, yes. thank you for not continuing to go down the path that wasn't serving you. Yes. Thank you for putting the effort in and going through the process so that you could become the beautiful instrument you were meant to become. Yes. Right. Yes, and exactly. we don't get there without yes. going through the process. But once we go through the process and come out the other side and we take a good look at ourselves then and go, oh boy, I really like you. <laughs> I really am glad I put the effort in and yes. I took this journey. I didn't know I was that strong, that courageous, or had this kind of ability or this amount of love in me. Yes. Right? But yes. you have to be willing to go through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you take those actions, it's amazing how if you're if you're really honestly taking those actions and really have done the entire heart and have headed in a certain direction, how other people notice too. Yes. So it's not just you that says, huh, well, I feel much better because I've taken these actions. No, other people who love you will notice. And even people who you don't, may not know you super well may see some seriously, seriously difference in you and where you went from where you were to where you're going. It's amazing. Yeah. You're going to lose people, which is fine. Yes. Because there are people that are still at that other end of the scale. And the thing is, you, you have literally raised your frequency, your vibration. And you're going to attract people on that level of vibration. And the more you immerse into it, the higher frequency you're going to go. And that higher frequency is love. And that means you'll do everything from heart and love, you know, and commitment and all of that. And if you do say goodbye to people along the way, just wish them well. One day they may catch up with you. Um, or it, it's their journey. You can't take people with you. You can't demand that they see you. Right? All you, all you can do is work on you. Be the light that you wish to be and maybe you'll shine a part a brightly on a path for them or if not that light will be attracting to other people so we have to be willing to let go of things and people that maybe are just not there for us to serve or who serve us anymore that's so true one of the biggest things that i did probably six or seven years ago was i was told and i was like there's no way this is true but it's totally true the the five people that you're around the most represent who you really are, who, who you are, whether you want to see it or not. That's so true. Mm -hmm. And if, and when I looked around seven years ago, I realized, okay, so I'm seeing all these people and this is not where I want to be heading. <laughs> this is not, I don't want to deal with uh, these, these situations. And I realized, okay, so it's time for me to 
friends, the fr- so again, friends to me are important and I yeah. love my friends. I genuinely do. So please don't take this any other way other than we are trying to constantly elevate and get to the next yeah. level. And there are certain friends, like you said, that will definitely go with you, but there's a lot who will not because they want to be where they're at and you can't make anybody do anything no. that they don't want to do. Okay. And, and, and but they, what I did know, I, I just, Yeah, exactly. So what I did notice is those people that I wanted to no longer have in my life, I quit contacting them. Mm. What I read, I realized was they did not contact me. Right. They did not contact me. There was no connection anymore. There was a disconnect. (laughs) And it was also because I was the one giving all the effort into those relationships. Yes. Yes. I did not realize that I was putting so much effort into these relationships. So what I had noticed is right then and there, I said, okay, so what friends do I, and I put it out there. Okay. So when you speak something, sometimes it's amazing how things just Mm. happen. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah be careful you know what, what you ask for <laughs> exactly so what I said is I said you know what I want five friends who are going to inspire me teach me help me get to that next level but really become true friends that won't be sitting there judging me okay right. and it's amazing how within just a couple of I would say within a year I then developed friendships with people that I had never met before until like right after I said that and it developed into this this amazing group of friends that now all elevate and help each other get to the next level beyond where we were at five years ago it's just amazing and and to me the reason I'm bringing that up is because once you've done your heart and you've gone to the Mm. next level and you're progressing and you're thinking outside of the box you know if your friends are still what's holding you back you may really need to evaluate and say you know am I the one putting in all this effort are they stealing all of my energy are they you know you really need to be evaluating that and saying gosh maybe I should be making some changes a hundred percent I mean that was the path that I had to take I found out who my friends were um which was really, really interesting. And, you know, I would look at the, the core friends I have now, and they're very different from each other. And we have very different interactions. So, you know, some of them truly do see me, you know, on the spiritual side, some of them just see me as this, you know, I mean, I've got one friend for every disaster I've ever had, she's been there. She's there, first person there. You know, and uh, when I had my 60th, she wasn't here. She was in, in England, so she missed it. And then my mom died and a few other things had happened. And she called me up one day. And she said, I'm taking you to Mexico for a late birthday present. And, you know, she's, she's being there for everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I've got, you know, a couple of other friends that I may not see as often. But when we see each other, we pick up. But each one of them is like a different instrument in my orchestra. But mm. together they make up that orchestra strong. And mm. so it does, it don't look at it. Well, how can they benefit me in business? How can they benefit me this mm. way? Do not yeah. look at your friends at how are you going to score from them? Nope. It's like, nope. can I trust them with my heart? Yes. That's a big one. Right. Right. And, and are they giving me their heart? Because then let the heart dance. Yes. Yes, exactly. And it's not, and I made it sound like it's very much like a logical decision. It was all about this spiritual, emotional, and it felt right. There was something very right about the entire connection. And the fact that they were all very intelligent was just an added amazing bonus. Well, but that's also, you know, kind of the the way you interact, you know, and uh, um, there's, there's so many people have different types of intelligence and we're drawn to those people where they speak somewhat our language. Mm-hmm. right because that's the communication that we're having with people and you don't want people that are just like you because that could yeah. be boring yeah, you know, yeah. having the diversity but people who accept you in all your beautiful imperfections right that is what we what we want that's true friendship wow. you know somebody who'll call you on your bs sometimes right you know yeah. and and then people that are there for you when they know you're down mm-hmm. right and 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 just people there to celebrate and share with you that's friendship it is absolutely i totally agree with that and we can't get through anything whether it's business friendships or personal friendships or both you know um they are need because quite honestly we are pack mentality we are team people Mm -hmm. as you have learned in your business you can't wear all the hats you have to delegate because you know other people can do it a whole lot better than what you can in this area or that area and it's the same with everything in life is that we need our different teams, our different groups of people around us for whatever we're doing, because that just allows us to be the best we can be. 
mm-hmm. and the best they can be. Yes, that's so true. That's so, that's so true. I agree. So now you've, um, you've got the book out, which is very necessary at the present moment. What services are you offering right now? Because have they changed because of the situation? I hate to tell you, we are going to go back into, especially in the States, the COVID hasn't gone yet and there will be a second phase and it's going to push people back indoors again. So, mm-hmm. you know, wh- how are you doing your business now and uh, what services are you offering? Yeah, so there's a lot of things that have changed in the last few mm-hmm. months, for sure. Um, and honestly, um, there's so many different hats that I'm wearing. So I, um, the first and foremost, I'm the pre- the vice president of the investment firm. So I love helping people with their finances. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's interested in that, please let us know. We're really good at um, managing portfolios. I'm very, very apropos at the present moment because that's not going to be the same as it was a few months ago, right? No, it's totally different. Right. Yeah. And fortunately enough, our firm had saw that something big was going to happen. So we had actually taken a majority of the funds out of the markets here in the United States, which was really smart. Um, So, um, but not every firm did that. And there's very few firms that didn't charge the first quarter fees too. So, um, um, so that's really important to us. Um, We'd love to help there. Um, also on this, on um, a completely different company, I work as a, a CEO of a women's empowerment group. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in, in, in getting with women who genuinely are ju- uh, just amazing people, we're all online right now because of the fact that we have mm-hmm. to be. Um, we really honestly are not, we're all, we're all about how can we help one another in yeah. every way possible with no judgment or cattiness mm-hmm. allowed. Right. And that one's big for me. Like that's yeah. big. If we're there yes. judging each other, then that is not what the group is about. We no BBs allowed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so that's that's something we are very big about helping with. Um, our nonprofit that I run, it, it help. We literally help women and children in, um, on the mm. streets. Uh, for yes. good reason. Mm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I have a very big heart for helping those children, especially um, on the streets. Yes. And then um, on, and then I have my own separate company that literally does everything from um, I'm a speaker, a author, a um, podcaster, but I also offer coaching, um, coaching programs as well as um, training to become a coach. So you can learn how to make money from it. And then I also have a consulting firm as well that help brings everybody from a macro vision to a micro vision and then delegation of how to make that happen. Right, so, right. Because uh, I, I told, again, I have several hats, um, but I'm all about how can I be helping in every way possible. Right. And if you've got the ability, why not? And, exactly. you know, and, and, and I'm sure as a podcaster, you know that right now that it's, um, it's got a bigger platform than ever before. Mm-hmm. And more and more people are needing to hear you know, uh, inspiration, you know, that invitation, that solution to the problem, or just, just that general support. Yes. And, and it's really necessary. And also, um, you know, unfortunately in, in, in North America, you know, the amount of homeless and, and children wow. and homeless is, uh, is so wrong. And I've done many, many shows. And in fact, I wouldn't mind doing another one with you just on the children because I have a series called the Forgotten Children series. Mm-hmm. And it's just about our kids. What is the problem? What is the solution? Because right now we're looking at this with a big microscope and it's radically wrong. And in one of the shows I did, I learned that um, 70% of the people incarcerated in the States were foster children. I believe it. And you know Why? We're not taking care of the root of the problem. And this fits so much into right now with the defunding of the police and putting more money into the counselors, into the community, into getting into the stitch in time, not waiting for the crime. Yeah. Right. You know, yes. and, and with this, it has to be a part of that. So the more and more we pay attention to our children, the less we're going to have, which uh, many years of coaching, counseling and, and years of doing this, I realize so many people have an injured child inside that they have not healed. And, uh, and that comes from the upbringing of whatever has happened to them. And so we need to nurture that child right from the word go and make them feel secure so they can grow up and create a society that is more stable because clearly we've let them down. Yes, yes, exactly. I think that would be wonderful. Definitely. That's a big passion of mine for sure. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I know. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I hate to see anyone <laughs> left behind, you know, and, uh, um, yeah. I, I just had an open house, you know, I have three kids of my own and they're all in their thirties now, but I had a big house and they have big space and, and I was the safe house, you know, wake up in the morning, find someone slept over, you know, or, 
parents having problems with them come to live with this for a while and it was nothing official just I was that house and uh, just to see you know when you talk about people going through the heart system you know one of the things is we're doing it for ourselves mm -hmm. right we're doing this for ourselves but we're also doing it to be better human beings so we could be better mothers better yes. friends yes. and contribute to the society in solution Yes. So it is not being selfish going through this. It's imperative mm -hmm. that you go through this because the problem is the dysfunction. Mm -hmm. And we've lived it. You were caught right in the system of it. And we've got to change it. And this is the opportunity right now. Right now, we're in the step up. Mm -hmm. We're in the step up. Come and step up. Even if you don't know what to do, step up and let us collectively put our minds together to change it up. We cannot lose momentum on this. So I'm having you back on the kids show for sure. I love that. I think I also feel like there should be a movement also in regards to that too. Where yes. We start to create a movement or even start a movement that literally is all about this is how messed up our society is. Let's start making those changes for our children specific. Yes. I, I, I love that idea. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've got a whole platform that I want to do on this. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of COVID kind of put a little damper on things, but that passion of what I want to do there. So I'm just now putting it out for that, that financing to do it, but I want to put those stories together. I want it to raise money that it can go back into the system of helping our children because I, I, you know, I'm still sick of the children that are still at the border. Yeah. You know, yeah. the damage that's been done to those children cannot ever be undone. Yeah. And we've got to realize what we do to our children when they're young, they will carry with them forever. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. so true. So yeah. true. So that's the topic. Yep. Okay. Calm down, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on women of beautiful imperfection right now. <laughs> but, you know, I think a lot of it, you know, when you talk about women trying to be the perfect 50s housewife and, and the uh, professional businesswoman at the top of her game and the best friend and the best lover, you know, and we're trying to fit into this image. That's what perfection is. And balderdash, it isn't. It's yes. been a beautiful light in your own self and everything that you are mm -hmm. that makes you beautifully perfect. Not about having to have everything perfect out there because yeah. then we become a slave to that. Yes, that's so true. That's so true. I like how you said beautifully per perfect. I've never heard anybody say that before, but I love that. Perfectly, uh, beautifully perfect is absolutely perfect. And the way, and what, what I'm, what I immediately feel when you say that is actually like, you're right. Nobody is perfect. And I've been saying that for a while, but there's some, there's, there's actually beauty in this imperfection. Yes. There's massive beauty in this imperfection. Yes. And it's something I never really even thought about before. And, and it's amazing how like, how one conversation can spark something that's like, whoa, yeah, it, 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 I guess it, 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 another company. Let's do one thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I'm a woman of 65 and I spent most of my life trying to be what everyone wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And ended up splitting myself up into masses of pieces because this person wanted this, this person wanted that. Consequently becoming very sick because of it because of the dis-ease in the body created a disease. And then it literally, you know, the cosmic two by four flattened me out and having to regroup and start all over again. And I had to shut out the world and go inside. And I'm a spiritual teacher. So I wasn't practicing what I was preaching because I had disconnected. I had to connect the human to the spirit and be as loving and nurturing as I would be to the soul, to the, to the heart and the body as well. And it's, I am not perfect on any scale in any way but I've learned to be absolutely perfectly content in my imperfections because that's what makes Sarah right that's it. what we're asking people to be become yourself yeah uh, and then the strive to be as much as you can be not better but as much as you can be in your own light and to realize some people's what's are, are this and some people are meant to be kind of the neon lights mm -hmm. right and it just be the light bulb you're meant to be. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Because that light bulb is needed in this world. Absolutely. No matter what wattage, no matter what it looks yeah. like, it's needed in this world. Yeah. As long as it's light. Yes. You might be just lighting a small dark passage or you might be lighting in a whole emporium. Who knows? Yes. You know, whatever you're given to do. Um, and one may lead to another. But the thing is, allow. Allow yeah. yourself to be. Right? Don't dictate. That's yeah. a big one for women too, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes it is. 
it. How do people get your book? How do the people get your services? Yes. Okay. So, uh, so my book is on Amazon. Both my books are on Amazon. And then, um, I also, uh, you're welcome to go to my website. It's www.stephaniemears.com. And can, all can you spell books. it left just for people? Of course it's S T E P H A N I E M E A R S E.com. And that's where a lot of the different services that I talked about are there and available. And if you're interested in like the financial or the women's empowerment or helping women and children on the streets, just message me there and I'll still be able to get it to the right group of people. So. Excellent. Excellent. And you're coming back on the kids one. I mean, we're, I yeah, we're pouring <laughs> our hearts out on that one. It, it, it's time to look at... I think what the, the, the guidance that's needed right now, we know the system has to change. We know what's needed, but now it's the how can we not just wait for somebody else to do it? How can we, each and every one of us, you know, participate in this in some form or other? Because it's going to take the whole global village to change this. Mm, I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. I love it. So step into your heart. I'm willing to go through the process, become the beautiful divine presence and light you're meant to be, and then shed that light on any problems out there and start becoming part of the solution. Right? Absolutely. And don't let anybody pull you down in the process. No, no. Anybody grabbing hold of your ankle, just kick them. Get it. Exactly. <laughs> um, but but no, the thing is, once you rise up to that certain frequency, certain people that would want to pull you down can't reach you. Yeah. They, they can't because they would have to rise up to your level to pull you down. And so once you get to a certain level of frequency, you're not going to attract those people. That's true. Right? The hate mongers will go with the hate mongers. That's very true. Right. And we're all about love, right? All about love. <laughs> and light. Love, love and light and joy and everything else that goes along with it. Absolutely. So it's uh, stephaniemers.com. It's also Stephanie Merce Lifestyle on Facebook. Twitter, Merce Stephanie. Uh, you've got your YouTube channel. And, uh, and of course, you've got your book here, which I think it would be a great gift for anyone just to give to themselves. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, because we're all looking, at, I know I need to do something. I know I'm worthy more, but I don't know how. So mm -hmm. first step, the book, and then reach out to you. And from there, you will know where to take them. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. It's about being in it together, folks, isn't it? We're all there to help one another. And the more we help one another and the best teachers are those that have gone through the process, right? Very true. You've got Very skills and tools that now people can apply mm -hmm. to their own lives so they can make their own lives uh, reach a beautiful height. And then they in turn will help somebody else on their journey. That's what it's all about. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Thanks so much for being with me here today. It was a delight having you on and I'm going to book you right now for the next show <laughs> on children because we can't let that one go. As you said, it needs to be a movement and for all the people that I do interview on it, it is our movement, but we need to umbrella it and yeah. uh, we need collectively come together to make it happen. All right. I <laughs> so I look forward to seeing you next time, love. Sounds great. Until next time, folks, remember, step into your heart. Remember, you are awesome. You're beautifully, beautifully, beautifully imperfect. A diamond that is imperfect is worth more than one that's been polished. So be that beautiful, imperfect diamond. Don't polish too hard. Let your natural self come forward. Until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.